This is IEDA In Your Ear, the podcast for members of the Indiana Economic Development Association. I'm your host, Lee Llewellyn. This is the first part of a two-part podcast series talking about the Strategic Sites Inventory Program, often referred to as SSI. This is a program initiated by the Indiana Power Partners and IEDC to increase the number of sites available for development throughout the state. As you will hear, all 92 counties have received the first level analysis to identify new sites that could potentially be developed. The two podcasts in this series are intended to rally local economic developers in Indiana to schedule a meeting with IEDC to review the new sites that have been identified in each of the counties. In the first episode, I talked to Victor Leota from Leota Location and Design. His firm is responsible for conducting the analysis in each county. Victor reintroduces the SSI concept and talks about the benefit to the local economic developers of having new development opportunities available to them. In the second episode, I talked to members of the Indiana Power Partnership, IEDC staff, and two local economic development professionals who have already participated in the meetings to look at, analyze, and rate the new sites that have been identified in their counties. So, if you have reservations about scheduling your site review workshop, this podcast and the next one should answer all of your questions and hopefully motivate you to contact Sarah Salisbury and IEDC and schedule your SSI review workshop. The one question that we didn't answer in either of the podcasts, though, was how much the program costs. There is no cost to local economic developers. The program costs were covered by the Indiana Power Partners and IEDC. You can thank them later. So now, here is the first episode. So Victor, it's been a number of months since we did the first podcast and first talked about and introduced the idea Uh, of the Strategic Sites Inventory Program. So let's, before we we talk about some of the specifics of where you are in the process right now, let's go back and revisit and sort of explain a little bit about what is the Strategic Sites Inventory Program. I'm happy to do that. And Lee, thanks for having me back. I appreciate the time you take to put these informative interviews together. I would tell you that uh, it has been some time and we've covered all 92 counties with the Strategic Sites Inventory Program or SSI in terms of looking for new sites that would be competitive for an economic development land use. The SSI program was born out of industrial and commercial site selection work and really it's intended to get out in front of a prospect coming looking in your community, in in your county or your municipality. And so the idea is that we want to take all the the metrics, the criteria, if you will, that companies look for in a location that would support permitting, construction, operation of their business. We want to look to find pieces of property that we feel are competitive in that they're as ready for development as practical. They lack a lot of vulnerable conditions such as uh, an expanse of wetlands or pole soil conditions, perhaps uh, a... um, 
a large expanse of the site is in a flood zone or flood hazard. And also the property has good terrain. It's not overly challenged from an elevation or slope perspective. And then you've got good connectivity to the world. You've got transportation assets that connect to the site, whether they are in the form of an interstate, uh, a truck route, perhaps rail, perhaps a, a, an inland port or a seaport, depending on the intensity of use that dictates those uh, various transportation features. And then you've got access to utilities for potable water, wastewater, sewer, natural gas, electric, uh, telco, uh, internet, et cetera. And that you've also got compatibility with surrounding land use based on the intensity of use. And so we break the, the search for sites into categories of intensity of use. We look for heavy industrial, uh, light industrial, and then agribusiness. Uh, and each of those have a various intensity of use based on what typically you see operationally that would locate on those properties. And of course, the size of those sites are commensurate with their intensity of use. Uh, heavy industrial, we look for even mega sites that are a thousand plus acres of contiguous buildable area, uh, 400 acres for your traditional heavy industrial site, and around 150 acres for a light industrial manufacturing site. And then agribusiness has both general and heavy around 50 acres for general and a kind of a cousin to light industrial would be 150 acres for agribusiness that has a rail component. So the end goal here is if we can identify the raw potential that are uh, in our community's backyards through what we call SSI phase one site discovery, then ultimately we can help work locally with the economic development organizations to further vet these properties to determine if they're practical uh, for pursuit as an, a real estate uh, economic development real estate asset. And ultimately, uh, they would work to engage landowners to find out if there's interest, with the end goal being of moving these sites to market. So when you talk about the, the phase one uh, site review, I mean, that really is where, you, where you're just trying to identify at a very, very high level some of those potential sites. And as you said at the end of your comments, the, the next part then is when you begin to engage the local economic developers to really understand those sites, to better talk about their development potential or whether or not they have uh, other extenuating circumstances. So, so you say that you've done that, that level at all 92 counties. Is that correct? That's correct. We've searched all 92 counties across the state of Indiana through SSI phase one, which the, the types of sites that we were looking for do fall into those larger site categories that I mentioned for heavy industrial, light industrial and agribusiness. That said, we have the opportunity to expand those searches to make sure that we're rounding out the inventory for lesser intensive use categories for communities, for things like distribution, freight, logistics, and warehousing, business park, R&D tech, medical, uh, even data centers and even solar. There's another facet of our program in that regard. But for the initial investment on the part of the state of Indiana, we look for the larger sites with heavier intensive uses. So after that phase one sort of review, then you do have to engage the local economic developers to really begin to understand the capacity of those specific sites, correct? That's right. Okay, so, so that's kind of where you are right now. You have been in the process of uh, scheduling meetings with those local economic developers to help them better understand or to see what you have done up to this point and begin to engage them. So, so as I understand it, 
this is what you call the SSI phase one local site review workshops, which is where you then are engaging those individual economic developers in looking at what you have done and beginning to generate their feedback and some additional input. Is that correct? That's absolutely right. All right. So part of why we're talking today is to begin to help uh, those folks who are yet on the list, have not been engaged uh, individually, to help alert them to the fact that you have done all 92 counties, and now we need to make sure that we are getting uh, those local economic developers to the workshop, meeting with you, engaged, and, and going to that next process. So where are you in the process of actually getting out and talking to those local economic developers? So we have completed 29 individual county reviews through the the SSI phase one local site review workshop. And we have another four, I believe, that are scheduled at this time. And ultimately, uh, we've had some very promising results. And I've got a few metrics that I can share to give you a sense of accomplishment through this process. Uh, But I will give you, before we do that, to lend some context Uh, The local site review workshop, as you mentioned, is to get the feedback from the local economic development organizations or LEDOs. But it's not just the LEDOs. They obviously participate. In fact, they're instrumental in helping to organize the meeting, uh, the workshop at the local level, because we invite to participate not only the LEDO representatives, but uh, local officials that can speak to the different facets of property development. So we ask, uh, and it varies in terms of participation, but generally speaking, We look to have a representative from planning and zoning, public works, uh, engineering, drainage, anyone that has perhaps an administrative role in the the county, and even the the tax assessor or the property appraiser. They often have a lot of knowledge about uh, large landowners in the county, perhaps some history there, because certainly we don't, we call these sites that we use the word potential a lot because we we don't have any knowledge of landowner motivation. And that's one of the things that we want to explore. And so ultimately, we get different perspectives about the practicality of taking a particular site through due diligence and ultimately being developed. And what does that look from their perspective? Is it practical? And we, we want to learn where, for example, things about utilities, perhaps uh, the, not only where the lines are located, do you serve utilities to these sites, but what does the capacity or excess capacity look like? If there's any permitting activity in and around those properties that would indicate that the compatibility with surrounding land use would be good. And of course, planning and zoning is there to give their perspectives on how that fits into the long-term comprehensive plans for the community as well. There's a lot of moving pieces and parts, and we can't do this in earnest without getting the the candid perspectives of uh, all the local officials involved in development of property. So ultimately, then uh, you start with a larger list of some potential sites, and then you're trying to do a bit of a reality check, I guess, mm-hmm. to make sure that then here are here at a very high level are sites that you have identified, and then you're trying to get uh, all of those other individuals with the local perspective engaged to vet those sites and determine then which ones of your sort of first level analysis really have some development potential and then could actually then proceed on to something where, where they could uh, be developed as an as a economic development site. That's correct. 
Okay. And, and ultimately, and I know you said this, but I think it's, it's always good to keep going back here. Ultimately, what we're trying to do is really increase the inventory of potential sites throughout the state of Indiana and, and give our counties uh, more of a competitive opportunity by identifying those sites and then being able to, to really perhaps develop their potential in ways that maybe they haven't anticipated doing up to this point. Absolutely. And to that end, you know, we've accomplished what I consider to be uh, the identification of appreciable number of new sites through this process, even for just the first 29 counties that we reviewed. And we've got a few metrics to that end, but I will, one thing I'd like for, for the purposes of understanding how we evaluate uh, sites for prioritization to advance along the the continuum to market would be to rank those sites through this workshop. Sites that, that we jettison quite a few sites from consideration because of many various reasons. Uh, sites that survive though, we, we ask through the process that those participants in the workshop help us rank those sites from one to five. One is site didn't get eliminated, but it may have some material challenges for development. A five would indicate that the, the convergence of all the information suggests that this site is, uh, is, is about as ready for development uh, with respect to having alignment with, with uh, current land use and zoning, utility access compatibly with surrounding land use, no encumbrances with uh, any other intended permitting activity or use, uh, et cetera, and some idea that the landowners may be willing to perhaps sell or lease their property. And so that, that ranking helps to gain, uh, lend some perspective to the sites uh, that are left that are considered to be available to work with and prioritize those sites for further exploration. I think that probably speaks to the fact and why it's important to have a lot of different stakeholders in that site review workshop, because then they, they have perhaps more information about the individual sites. And there may be some pooling of information that helps them really flesh out what they know about sites, what they know about the owners, what they know about utility, what they know about accessibility. So it seems like that it must be kind of an interactive process that you're actually going through in the workshop. Very much so. So let's talk a little bit then about what do people have to do as you're trying to get them local economic developers and these local stakeholders to the meeting, you know, what do they have to do to prepare for the workshop? What do they need to know when they come into that workshop process? The most important thing that we need the LIDO representatives to do is to help coordinate the local officials to find calendar dates that work collectively for everyone. Sarah Salisbury with IADC is coordinating the effort to help schedule the workshops. And ultimately, as far as preparation goes, there's really not a lot. We transmit the potential sites to the Lido uh, roughly a week or two before their workshop, once they're on the calendar. Uh, we do ask that if they could look over the properties that we've identified and perhaps mark off the ones they know right off the bat for whatever reason should not be considered. And that'll save time so that we don't uh, begin talking about a particular site that is, um, uh, is, is not available. Other than that, it's a pretty straightforward process. So explain to me, we, we haven't really answered this question. Uh, when you talk about workshop, are we talking about having everybody together in a physical space? Are these virtual events? What, what do you mean when you say workshop? What's, what are we doing? Ah, that's a great question. 
in, I would say pre-COVID, we typically did most of these in person, including our team, where everyone gathered and uh, it was often hosted by a county administrative office or perhaps the Lido office. And we gathered around the table, just as you describe, and we all collectively looked at the same sites and walked through the discussion to, to see if we could extract as much information as possible. We've since moved to a virtual environment but I, my recommendation is that, that the Leo location and design team is the only team that's remote per se. I think it's most effective when you have at least the stakeholders all gathered around in the same conference room to the extent that that's safe and practical these days. Uh, and I think it makes for a, uh, an effective meeting, not inclu- including the 29 counties that we reviewed in Indiana. We've conducted over 60 uh, local site review workshops using this format in which we, uh, we're remote and most of the stakeholders are physically present together and it's worked really well. Okay, so I, I see looking through some of your information that there is a pre-SSI phase one local site review workshop questionnaire. I'm a little confused. We talked about not a lot of preparation, but, but what is the questionnaire that goes along with this? Ah, so I'm glad you brought that up. I did forget about that, and it's very important. So thank you, Lee. The The questionnaire is intended to gather information about the community that really helps to lend context to, even though we identify a site that perhaps would have a, an appearance to be a good, heavy industrial site, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's a good fit for intensity of use for that community. And so the idea is that if we can review their current major employers, what does that look like? something about the workforce, something about ultimately their industry targets, that temper that will temper our recommendations against what these sites ultimately should be considered in terms of their intensity of use. So perhaps in one community where you've got, let's say an 800 acre site that has all the right uh, mix of characteristics and setting <clears throat> and assets to be a very competitive heavy industrial site, that may not be the best fit for that community, and it might be better served to subdivide that site into smaller properties that could be uh, utilized for some light manufacturing, warehousing, distribution, freight logistics, et cetera, other less intensive uses. We're trying to give people at least a sense of what happens during the workshop. <clears throat> this sounds like it could be very intense. Uh, are we asking people to set aside at like a half day? Do they need to bring their sleeping bags, Victor? Um, um, how long does this, does a typical workshop last? (laughs) So no, we haven't reached that point yet. Uh, typically we budget about two and a half hours per County per workshop for the actual review session. Now to your point about the questionnaire, yes, I, I would say that it, that some could populate the questionnaire in about 10 or 15 minutes. And some may have to dig a little deeper to do some research. I don't think it's overly onerous to, to complete but as far as the physical time it takes to, to conduct the workshop, we budget two and a half hours. If you, if you said for me to take a stab at an estimated actual length of time, I would bet that we're spending about an hour and a half to two hours, give or take, per county to review sites. It sounds like much of this is, it, I mean, so you're coming in virtually and, and you hope at the end of the workshop that you have ranked the sites in terms of their applicability to be developed or that fit within perhaps the economic development objectives of a particular county. So at the end of that workshop, 
what do what do people have that allows them to know what they're what they're developing, what their next steps are? I mean, how I guess is there something tangible? What do people get and what do they know at the end of at least the workshop process? So we deliver ultimately a set of, we come back after the workshop and we compile the information that was collected in our discussion about each site. We distribute that back out to the communities so that they understand the sites that were reviewed, what they ultimately ranked and any pertinent information that was gathered during our discussion. The idea is that sites that ranked four or higher uh, we do ask that the communities begin to do some homework. A lot of times during the workshop, we get qualitative information. For example, yes, we serve potable water to this particular site, but it may not be known uh, off cuff what exactly the line size is, its location, or perhaps more importantly, the capacity. But we do know that there's water served to, this, to that property. And so we, we certainly don't want the communities to go back and spend time trying to gather specific information about properties that didn't get eliminated, but perhaps they're marginal sites for whatever reason. We reserve that for sites that score four or higher. And so we ask that they go back and compile as much quantitative information about those properties and, uh, and also begin the process, if not already known, some very informal uh, discussions with landowners about gauging interest and participating in the program to put their property on the market. So ultimately they're left with uh, the potential inventory of new sites that they have to work with to ultimately expand their inventory. It ultimately comes back then to, to the local stakeholders really need to do their due diligence in terms of then determining those four and five level ranked properties to really determine, are they feeding some of that information back to you? Is that really for their own individual use to figure out then if they're going to develop those after the workshops, after those properties have been ranked, they're doing some due diligence, then what happens? So the SSI program, we love, we love our questionnaires. So we actually supply a site-specific questionnaire for the LIDOs to complete post-workshop review for sites that rank four or five. And it will outline the things that we talked about that we'd like for them to quantify. And they ultimately will supply those back to us when we catalog all of that. And as you're, you maybe uh, remember that we, we maintain all of this data in the SSI portal, which is an interactive uh, database, map-driven database, where these properties live through the life cycle from discovery to advancement to market. And the information supplied back to us from the communities is inputted into that system and so they have access to it there, but it also allows to be able to query those properties later on uh, based on their ranking, based on their highest and best intensity of use, uh, utility access, transportation access, et cetera. Uh, this, one of the questions that came up the first time we started talking about all of this is well, how does this, I mean, isn't this competing with things that we already have in Zoom Prospector. What's been the experience so far? So you've 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 had, I guess, about 33 or you've had 29 and you you've got another four scheduled. What's been the results so far? And and where does all of this stuff ultimately fit into the the state database within Zoom Prospector? So I mentioned early on about some metrics that I can share that give you a sense of, of progress. And, and ultimately that will include sites that we overlap with in Zoom Prospector. So the 29 counties we were, we've, we've conducted local site review workshops, 
576 sites have been reviewed. We're averaging on uh, 19.9 sites per county. Now, Two let me ask a question. Wait a minute. Let me ask a question. Sure. You say 19 plus sites per county. So that's just the very first high level review that you're doing before you dig down uh, with the locals. Is that correct? Well, the 19.9 sites per county is the average number of sites that we've identified in the 29 counties that we've reviewed thus far. If we averaged across all 92 counties, that number would, would be a little different. It's just the average number of counties that we have to cover in a local site review workshop based on the 29 that we've reviewed thus far. My question was, that's the first initial identification of sites before you have, before the workshop and before you have gotten the, the more quantitative information locally. That's so correct. Okay. Yes. So that's the average that you started with in those 29 counties. And then you have the, the local review workshop. And then and then what in terms of metrics? So of the of the the 29 counties, 576 sites have been reviewed. 226 of those sites across the, the 29 counties rank four or higher. We're averaging, just to give you a sense, we're averaging about five sites per county that ranked a four, four and a half, and then around 2.8 sites per county that ranked a five. And so I think that's important to understand because it's, you know, again, we have a scarcity of resources here with, with dirt. And ultimately, uh, if I told you that we were coming up with seven or eight sites that ranked five or higher per county on average, we, we might have a, a better sense that this isn't as urgent as perhaps it is in reality. Uh, I think the numbers tell us that communities are, are running out of competitive real estate assets, all the more reason to vet these sites and move them to market uh, as expeditiously as practical. The point that you make about how does this uh, impact or affect the sites that are currently in the state's Zoom prospector sites and buildings database, 144 of the 226 sites that ranked four or higher through these 29 counties, 144 of those sites are new. What I mean by that is 144 sites were not already promoted in Zoom Prospector. So we've got the majority of the sites we consider to be new sites. Uh, that said, 82 sites, there were overlap that we identified. Uh, we, don't, we don't consider the sites that are currently on the market when we conduct SSI phase one site discovery. And I think this is good because we've got 82 sites out of 226 that we deem to be, uh, through this review workshop, competitive for an economic development use. And we know that there's competitive prospects in Zoom Prospector in Indiana. Um, it's just sometimes good to get some affirmation through a third party exercise, I think. Okay, so 140 plus that are the new sites, and that really is, I think, the function, the intention of this of this program uh, is to begin to identify those sites that may not have been on somebody's radar screen, and to then again create uh, our or, or improve our competitive capacity in terms of having those sites identified. That's the uh, point. Yeah. So uh, the reason we're having this conversation is that you have 59 counties, if, if I counted correctly, that have yet to have their SSI phase one local site review workshops. 
And we're trying to get this on their radar screen so that they begin working with you and Sarah to get these things scheduled. That's why we're having this conversation. So uh, what are the next steps and how do we get those other 59 counties lined up so that we can we can complete this process? So first and foremost, if they if any Lido has questions about the process, the purpose, concerns, they always have access to, to Sarah or myself, and we'd be happy to discuss with them to make sure that we can perhaps alleviate any concerns or explain to them more detail what's required. But to start the process, they can complete their county pre-SSI phase one local site review workshop questionnaire and return that to Sarah Salisbury. And ultimately, she will coordinate with the calendar date that works, transmit that to our team, we'll confirm, and then she'll send back out with the information uh, to join the web meeting and uh, ultimately, then we will transmit the sites to the Lido, as I mentioned, uh, a week or two before the workshop, just to conduct a, a quick review to eliminate sites from discussion if that is applicable. So maybe I missed this, but where do they access that questionnaire? So those questionnaires were distributed by IEDC to the Lidos. So that was done. That was done some time ago. And if they if they don't remember receiving the questionnaire or they they lost it or maybe their dog ate it, um, <laughs> how how do how do they get another copy of the questionnaire if they can't find it or they don't remember receiving it? They can reach out to Sarah Salisbury at IEDC and she can provide it to them. Okay, all right. So uh, we kind of jumped around a little bit, Victor. What points have we not covered then about the uh, the the phase one local site review workshops that you need to get out to everybody before we close? I think just to reinforce that this is an indispensable exercise. It, it, we can. There's only so much that we can glean as an outsider looking through a remote desktop study about sites that have potential. All the perspectives, the opinions, the information that, that is provided locally is, as you say, it's really what allows us to vet these sites for practical pursuit as a real estate asset for economic development. And ultimately, the, the, the end game, if you're going to expand your inventory, we need to make sure that we're verifying this information that would then ultimately lead to local landowner engagement to then graduate these sites to the open real estate market. Victor, it's always good to talk to you. I appreciate you taking time and I hope that this helps us continue to get the workshop scheduled. I've been talking with Victor Leota. He is the principal with Leota Location and Design. We've been talking about the strategic sites inventory program and about scheduling the uh, SSI phase one local site review workshops. Uh, thanks, Victor, for being on. Thanks again, Lee. I appreciate it. You've been listening to IEDA In Your Ear, the podcast for the members of the Indiana Economic Development Association. This is Lee Llewellyn, and whether it sounds like it or not, I really am trying to be a lot less annoying on these podcasts. Uh, this podcast is copyright 2021, all rights reserved. Not sure anybody else would want them. <laughs>